Hey everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 179, entitled Bells in the Bank, because we're going to be talking a lot about uh, the financial briefing tonight, which involves a big chunk of uh, Animal Crossing talk. And uh, we're also going to be talking about another hack that uh, that, that happened over the last couple of weeks. Uh, my name is Steve. I'm so glad that you guys are joining us tonight, uh, but I'm also joined by Barry. Hey, Barry. Hey, how's it going? Things are good. Things are good. Uh, Greg's MIA tonight. Um, we're going to say that he's <laughs> on uh, deep assignment um, in you know full body mask and and suit and everything. We sent him into the the headquarters of Nintendo to see what other uh, things he could find and see if he could hack in, I guess, and and find other source code. Maybe we'll see. I doubt we're going to get anything good. <laughs> Probably not. Everybody else has stolen everything uh, that, that really matters uh, at this point. So. You know what? It wouldn't surprise me, though, if he comes back and all he found was a note. And the note says, you need to play more Torna, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> if I got that message directly from Nintendo, maybe I would. And it doesn't, it can't hey, be one of those generic, the- you know, emails and say, hey, we haven't seen you on Torna lately. No, it needs to actually. <laughs> haven't, you, haven't you seen their, their promotion right now for Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition? They're, they're trying to tell you, hey, you know. <laughs> they're, they're trying you to get to me to buy more games from them. That's what they're trying to tell me. Like, they don't care if I yes. play them. They just want to buy because they they need to make more money. Clearly, because um, their financial briefings didn't they didn't make enough money. They want to make more money off of me. So more Xenoblade. Their business is always wanting to make more money. <laughs> That's right. That, isn't their their mission statement shouldn't be just to make the Nintendo Fuse crew happy, not to make more money? I think I think make us happy like sounds like a better mission statement. You, no, Nint- Nintendo of Japan may feel that way, but Nintendo of America <laughs> enjoys. Us off, or at least me off specifically, and and a lot of other collectors in the states. So That's no, true. I think their mission statement is is not actually to get more money because if they were on it to get more money, they wouldn't piss us <laughs> off because we're the ones with money to spend, and they're not giving us the product we want to buy. That's very true. Very true. Uh, so thank you guys so much for tuning in tonight. Uh, episode 197 is just beginning. Um, if you are new to uh, listening to us and finding us, hey, there's a Greg. We have a Greg in the house. Hey. We have a Greg, everybody. <laughs> oh, boy. It's awesome. Uh, so we're, we're just getting started, Greg, which is awesome. Uh, how, how are you doing? How was your special assignment in, at the Nintendo headquarters? Very secretive. I can't tell you what's going on. Oh, man. Oh, well, well, we'll see if we can squeeze anything out of him later. Um, but, uh, but yeah, thank you guys for tuning in, jumping in the chat room, those of you that are tuning in live. And if you have not ever uh, tuned in live, be sure to do that. We pretty much go live every other Tuesday um, on YouTube, and you can you can join in and you know chat about all the things that, that we're talking about. Uh, we'll refer to the chat room throughout the night. Jared's in there. Jakester's in there. Uh, some other people just chatting away so uh, be sure to you know throw any comments uh, about any of this new stories that we talk about we'd love to hear what you guys think about those as well um, remember to follow us on social media join our discord if you haven't done that yet we'd love to keep that conversation between uh, episodes we'd love to keep talking to you guys and everything so uh, yeah before we uh, jump into all the the juicy news and all the the goodness that Greg was able to uh, uncover there in Japan, uh, let's let's talk about what we've been playing. So let's uh, let's go to Barry first. What you what you been up to over the last couple of weeks? Ah, <sighs> what have I been playing? the The main culprit has, especially over the past few days, has been Animal Crossing. 
My God. So there are those players that like to do little things over time. And then there are those players like me that get all these ideas in their head, but doesn't want to really do them until they're ready to accomplish them. So they save up and they save up and save up and say, ah, you know what? Now I feel I've gotten enough. I can accomplish the vision in my head. I didn't realize this vision was going to take over three days straight of working on my island. <laughs> I give so much props to all these people with these very, very elaborate islands. Holy crap. Even the smallest little section can take hours just to get perfectly right because there's so many stupid limitations on this game. And, and this, is, this is a perfect example. Animal Crossing is a beautiful example of Nintendo taking one step forward, two steps back. It's like, oh, we're going to give you all these things, but we're going to make them a hassle. We're going to give you every item you ever picked up in your catalog. Isn't that great? And you can order them, but you can order, only order five a day. That's it, because more than that would be too powerful. And you can only send two as gifts. Screw your friends. That, that's, that, that's, that's, that's enough. <laughs> you know? It's like, oh, you want to build this bridge? Oh, well, it clearly can go here, but it's a little too close to the water, even though that's just the outline and not the actual bridge. You can't do it. You want to move this house? It's too close to this other house. Oh, but that's the house you're moving. Well, too bad. It's still too close to the house even though it's going to – no. <laughs> you want, even if you want to move a house, you have to wait a day. What is that? You have to wait a day. You, know, you have so many construction workers on the island at the time. <laughs> oh, my god. It's just – it's like you're, they're over, over complicating things. Yeah. But that's mainly what I've been doing. Uh, I, I did get into Trials of Mana finally. Uh, you know, picked up from the demo, and I, I I was playing Animal Crossing a little bit and Trials a little bit, and over the past few days it's just been Animal Crossing. Mm. So I'm looking forward to finishing my island to get back to that. Nice. Uh, still doing Final Fantasy XIV and and Dragalia Lost, of course. Um, they uh, they just started a new event in Dragalia, which is the first event ever put out, which is the first time they're actually replaying it. So it's kind of fun to go back to an event that kicked your butt so badly the first time because everyone just was just brand new and just like annihilate it and go, oh, yeah, I'm so much more powerful now. Huh. Uh, and the, the Fire Emblem event finished, which was the first event I actually didn't complete 100% just because I hate those defensive battles. I don't know. Like they, 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 they didn't do it justice, in my opinion. But they still got money out of me, so what can I say? That's true. That's true. Cool. Cool. Greg, what have you been up to? Well, mostly Animal Crossing. I can echo the same types of constraints as Barry. It's like, oh, I can create Death Mountain. No, oh, I can go three levels high. Darn it. Like, why not do this? Like, oh, I have to keep chipping away at the land just to, like, make it right. Because, of course, you hit it and then it, like, destroys it. And you're like, no, I was actually pointing this way. I wanted that one destroyed instead. And then it's a lot of fine tuning and things that could have made a lot simpler or way to do it in like a faster regard than just doing like one shovel hit like per huh. each tile. So um, I've kind of made a ginormous mountain on the top and I'm looking to move my house over there and I like, made some beautiful waterfalls, like have some awesome scenery for my house once it's up there. So I've been working on that a lot. And, um, I've been following a lot of the, um, tips and guides and stuff been looking to see how to get the different colored flowers i've been seeing like the awesome glitch for duplicating items so i don't know if i might dabble into that a little bit just to try to speed up some of the process but yeah um that's the primary thing i've been playing i did download pocket camp because i saw again in those tutorials that you can get some items from pocket 
Pocket Camp into the new one. So then I went ahead um, and just downloaded that um, last night just to go through the tutorial parts. Um, that's definitely not going to be holding my attention for long. I was trying it, and it was like, wow, this is not really Animal Crossing <laughs> whatsoever. No, it's not. No, just play till you get the the items. That's what I did, and then I stopped. Yeah, I might have went a little bit farther just to try to give it hope, but after like pretty much just playing it like between yesterday and today, it's just been kind of like, eh, I probably can just be uninstalling this now. So, yeah. And then still the dailies in Fire Emblem Heroes, still continuing to maintain high ranks and with all the people that spend uh, thousands of dollars into the game. So still like to feel accomplished, even though I haven't spent that much money in that as other people have. So <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, we can go to the chat and um, let's see. There's a lot of been, a lot of things been said. Um, Jakester wants to know if you found uh, Nintendo's holiday title when you were when you were over there. So we we'll, may get to that in just a bit. Uh, we'll hold on that. Um, <laughs> Jared thinks you've been fighting off a bunch of ninjas. Also important. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so let's see. Uh, Jakester's been playing so many RPGs. And then Animal Crossing. Uh, he's been playing Trials of Mana, uh, Dragon Quest XI, Fire Emblem, Terror of Tales of Vesperia, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Uh, yeah, he's got a lot there. Um, Jerry's been playing just pretty much uh, Animal Crossing and the occasional Smash Brothers for him. Uh, when was the last time you guys played Smash? It's been a while for me. February when... Uh, no, no, no. I think it was March when the last uh, Trials of Mana came out. Okay. What was it? April. They had the uh, spirit event. Oh, okay. I went in there to do the, the spirit event for that. Nice. I think it was when they did the last uh, character. Yeah. <laughs> the last one that was added to the game. Right? I think that was that was when I, I had to, which is so crazy because like Smash used to be the game that I played so much of. And and I just, I love it, but I just have not played it that much um, with some, some new games and stuff coming out and getting sucked into some some different stuff. Uh, I'm still undefeated online. Zero out of zero matches. <laughs> no one, I'm the best player there is. I can't. I have zero losses to my name. <laughs> undefeated and un. What's the opposite? Not the opposite, I guess. But what's the what's the word for unwin? <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just uh, chicken. Greg. Unde- Greg. <laughs> We're just gonna call it yep. Greg. <laughs> Yeah, I'm undefeatable. <laughs> undefeatable. I, I don't know about that, but um, <laughs> those are some bold, bold words <laughs> to claim on. Jared says, uh, "To be fair, his island doesn't have too much going on, but Barry liked it, so he counts that as a win." So yeah, that's 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 a pretty good win there. Um, yeah, yeah, no, he did good. He he designed his whole island like Colant from uh, Link's Awakening. Nice. So anytime you're talking about Link's Awakening, you're, you're going to get a win from me. That's but, awesome. Yeah, it was really creative. I love seeing that. Like so many, you know, because like why we go to f- visit friends and they would be like, all these islands are so great. And I'm like, I still have like this basic island thing with nothing there and trees over flowers and like, all right, fine. I guess I got to do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do too. Hey, this is just, this just hit me. Uh, but what, how cool would it be? Maybe we should actually do start doing some series here on our YouTube channel, um, or even go and visit some of the uh, Nintendo Fuse community. We can actually like stream it or record it and everything and feature their islands like on our, on our channel and stuff too. That could be, that'd be pretty cool. So that would be awesome. So yeah, if you, if you've not, uh, 
you know, joined our Discord, that's another reason to join our Discord because we may be uh, calling for your Dodo code or to go visit or whatever, um, and uh, maybe feature your your island on a on a future video uh, here on our YouTube. So. Uh, yeah, so um, Basement Dweller says this is the first uh, Animal Crossing he's played a couple minutes a day instead of a couple hours a day. So he's actually spending a little less time with it. Um, I feel like I'm about the same in terms of my play. Um, of course, that's pretty much what I've been playing the last couple of weeks is Animal Crossing, Rocket League, and Jackbox. Uh, we, we did play um, uh, Damage in Transit. Uh, so if you guys yep. did not catch the, our game chat about damage and transit, uh, you can definitely check that out on our YouTube, YouTube channel to hear all the, all our thoughts about that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that I really haven't tried other than damage and transit that I haven't played any new games. Um, but my time with when animal crossing has been about the same and, and, and I don't, I don't rush into Animal Crossing. So um, you guys are actually, in terms of progress, you're much further along than I am um, because I have, I typically put in, maybe I don't play every day, um, and and every time I play, it's usually in the range of thirty minutes to an hour um, each time, and uh, and I just kind of take it at my own pace. Um, I haven't even got KK Slider to come visit yet. Um, oh, wow. And so I just, I, I spent some other time trying to do some other events and some other things, um, put a lot more time and, and money into, or bells, into uh, getting ramps and bridges and things like that built. Um, I just put in the second room in my house. So there you go. Because um, I put the money elsewhere instead. I'm like, I don't really, and here's the the reason why I've done that, like, Number one, because I don't really spend that much time in the house. But secondly, I, I don't like the delay or the the loading time from each room. So I'm like, there's no incentive for me to add on extra rooms to my house because really there are going to be places that I just store stuff or I set it up and then I forget it because I'm never going to go in that room again because it takes too long to load every stinking time I want to go to a different room. So. Well, there is an incentive. Uh, every room you add, you add to your house storage up to 1600 right. when you finish. So there is that incentive uh, if you want to collect stuff. Sure. But yeah, I, I played the same way now. Like when I was doing Trials of Mana, I'd log in, get my like recipes for the day, and then I would switch over to Trials. And it's only because I've been redoing my island that it's like engulfed me. Mm -hmm. and, and, and of course, because the community, I have a bunch of friends that play and we visit each other's islands and we trade and we hook each other up. And that's one of like my little low-key goals is to try and get as much in the catalog as possible. Mm -hmm. Like even just... If you, what do you have on you? Drop it. And let me pick it up and catalog it. Just because if someone needs something, yeah. I want them to be able to reach out to me and say, "Hey, do you have this?" Because I, I've been able to do that to other people, um, and it's been great. And uh, you know, I want to be able to to be able to say, "Yes, I do have that. Let me send it to you." Yeah. Um, as opposed to, "No, sorry, I don't have it." Or and I, I definitely want to be able to say, "Like, yes, I have it. What color do you want?" Mm. <laughs> nice. Because it does keep track of colors too. That's cool. Yeah, I spent the the most of my time on the uh, custom thing the other day because I was trying to get different clothes and things like that, and and uh, and you know Nintendo Life and some other people have kind of documented some some really good designs out there, and so I got a, a cool uh, Zelda hat design the other day, and so that's what I'm rocking now. It's been really cool, but I've I've kept the same basic same clothes that I got like maybe week two I found uh someone gave me a shirt I was like oh it's a cool shirt never changed my pants yet um <laughs> I've, I've got like three or four pairs of shoes um but now I I started rocking the 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 custom hat the Zelda hat and um 
yeah, I haven't been really collecting a whole lot. So that's also not the incentive, but but again, yeah. what you're saying, Barry, have you got, have you guys checked out or heard about the, the, um, like Amazon sort of thing for, uh, for, uh, Animal Crossing? I don't know. I think it's called like Nookazon or something like that, that people have put together an online shopping thing that you can go oh, on yes. and actually see what people have available and buy it off everybody. Yes, I, I have seen that. I, I haven't gone onto it to actually do anything. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've, there's like trading, like back in the like game facts and stuff, people are trading like, oh, you want to catalog this set? You know, give me a Nook Mile ticket or something. Um, but even you talk about like the designs, like there's a great Nintendo one step forward. Those designs and what you can do with them is absolutely fantastic. But in typical Nintendo fashion, they take two steps back because you have a very limited amount of design spaces for yourself. And if you override a design that you don't need anymore, any place that you've used it changes to whatever you've used. So let's say you make a dirt path with a cobblestone design over it. It looks really cool. Hey, I'm not making any more dirt paths. I want to make a bunny face to put on a kid's shirt. <laughs> well, now all your cobblestones are now bunny faces. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, come on. Like, even if I don't want to use this anymore, I've used it. I'm done. Can I at least get rid of it and keep what I've used? Nope. You have a very limited amount of, of storage space. And that, that's a shame because people are coming up with some creative, really creative designs. Like, I've seen, like, you know, Mario box art and, mm. and Mario 1-1 one, one picture. And it takes, you know, almost all of, if not all of the spaces you have to piece it together piece by piece. And then you can't do anything else. So it's great. But now you can't design a stall or design a shirt or design design a, a you know, a wall or mm -hmm. anything. Yeah. You know, you want to make custom floors. You can't do that. And I think that's such an oversight to limit creativity because mm -hmm. that's it. This is this is. Like when they made Mario Maker 1 and then stopped people from using it on YouTube. Like you were giving us the tools to be creative as, as all get out yeah. and then limiting our ability to show it off. And this is letting us be as creative as we want, but not let us have multiple creations unless they're really, really small. And I don't know. It's, I don't know why they, they would do that. I know the Switch can handle more than, what is it, like 20 or 30 custom art. Like, like I know the Switch can handle that memory. Yeah. Like, these these are pixel arts we're talking. These right. aren't you know, they're they're kilobytes at max. Yeah, yeah, Matt, like come on. Yeah. and I don't know if they just wanted to to make it so you had to pick and choose because it's like oh you know wait wait which one you want more but don't do that. Right. This is a game. This isn't life. This isn't uh, you have five dollars <laughs> to spend. Do you want a burger or do you want to you know <laughs> a, a, two hot dogs? Pick which one you want to eat. You can only eat one. You know this is something where you should be able to have it all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Greg, you keep coming back for more, and then this is the first Animal Crossing you played. What what's the what's the driving force? What what won you over? I think it's really just the connection with my playing with my daughter. <laughs> she was like wants to play on a daily basis, and I kind of been trying to get like a five star island because I really want to get the golden tools and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I've been trying to follow the flower guides to see if she like oh she'll probably want the pink flowers, and oh I guess I'll probably have to go for the gold ones for myself. <laughs> so it's like nice. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, I, I just little, little gripe since we're kind of griping a little bit about the game. Uh, so I just, uh, upgraded Nook's Cranny, uh, a few days ago. What's with that upgrade? Like what you get like one more item one, in the store, one more expensive yeah. slot. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'm like, it's a lot bigger and you get more stuff, I guess, in the cabinet. 
but that's yeah. that's that's about it. I'm like that. This was dumb. <laughs> like I actually, I, I was uh, recording the the first time I checked it out, and I, I was complaining about it. I was like, "What is this?" It was like you get more room to walk around, and I got one more item to pick from. This is this is stupid. Did you play the GameCube version? Not really. Yeah. Like when you upgraded, you you had like one floor, and then when you finally upgraded to, I think it was like Nookingtons. It was like a department store, right? And you had an upstairs. Mm-hmm. And you had like double the double the stuff, like tons of yeah. furniture, tons. I think of, that was in know. Wild World. I think did the same thing. Yeah, um, it was like yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. I w- that's what I was expecting because I mean the the museum is gigantic. I was like, this yeah. is pretty cool. And with um, the Ableton shop and stuff like that, and like, there's a lot of different options in there. It's not huge, but they have you know the different ways that you can shop and everything. And I was like, okay, the Nook's Craning is going to be fantastic, and. Like this is this is dumb. <laughs> also, the way the game is coded, your shop is has a your your island has a specific color that's your default color. Mm. So let's say you're talking a refrigerator. If you go into the shop and see a red refrigerator, your island will only sell red refrigerators. Every time you go to Nooks, if there's a refrigerator, it's always going to be red. You can get the other colors from vis- uh, villagers, balloons, uh, you know, stuff like that. Um, or obviously trade with other people uh. out of a tree. You know, anything out of a tree can be other colors, but they limit it to your one specific color mm. for the shop. So, you know, again, it's even you, you also mentioned the Able Sisters, mm-hmm. another place. Hey, here's this dressing room. You can try on the stuff, mix and match, make your own custom outfit. Awesome. Nintendo, one step Just forward. Just one at a time, though. But, but <laughs> you can only purchase one shirt at a time, yeah. one pant at a time, one. Why? If I want to buy five shirts, I have to go in there five yeah. times. That is, and it's so not, stupid. and it's not because you can only wear those things out because they'll ship the rest of the stuff to your yes. storage. Yes. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. The coating is there. It, it's just, yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. know if you've seen this. Some some fans made a, a mock Nintendo Direct on Animal Crossing. Yeah. Where, with like all the things that are common sense, mm-hmm. quality of life. Duh, how could this not be in the game already? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the ability to like see how much life is left on your your tools. Now granted, yeah. golden tools and all that stuff shouldn't break at all. Um, but if they did, at least you'd be able to see how much is left on there. And uh and Jared says in the chat that he really wants the ability to craft multiple items at once. We've talked about that before too. That's one of our gripes. But in spite of all these things, the game is still selling like crazy. So much. Uh, so we're going to get into a little bit of the the financial results uh, from uh, the Nintendo's recent financial um, quarter like meeting and everything. Um, one thing I did want to mention before we jump into that actually is that uh, I think Jared also mentioned in the chat that he played Super Mash, uh, which is a, a game that we had talked about. I think it was on a recent um, Nintendo or like an indie direct. Uh, or indie yeah. showcase thing. Uh, I think all of us kind of showed some interest in it, and because it was, seemed really interesting, uh, con- like an interesting concept. Forgot that it came out, and I've heard not really good reviews about it. Actually, Jared says it's not nearly as fun as he was hoping it'd be, because um, it's just really, really generic, and it's kind of wonky, and it's kind of broken at times. Uh, so that's that's really unfortunate. So, um. Yeah. Huge sad face. I just purchased that yesterday and I didn't start playing it. Did yet. you really? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, 
Well, you know, Nintendo gets refunds, right? Oh, no, they don't do that. Uh. Well, too bad you didn't, you know, if only it was physical and you didn't open it yet, you could always go back to the store and return it. Oh, but you can't do that with digital. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Can't do that with COVID-19 either. Oh, you can still return stuff. A little more. I don't think a lot of places are usually taking stuff back, though. That's true, but they're but they're they're going to honor returns. That's beside the point. (laughs) They will honor returns. Like there's, if you buy something at like GameStop right now and want to return it, you know, you you have to wait till it's all over and you know we get back to more normal. They will honor it because that'd be a terrible business decision to say, nope, screw you. Yeah. I mean, they might wipe it down. They might say, leave it there, and we're not going to touch it for a week. But still, yeah. they would have to honor Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I think Jared is referred to, he said he looked. I'm pretty sure he, I, I think he's talking about seeing, uh, looking to see if they actually do refunds. So that's, that's too bad. There, there's been a couple games that I've, that I've really, really wanted to get a digital refund on. Um, but anyhow, let's, let's talk about that. Uh, maybe that's why Nintendo keeps making money. Even in the middle of all this, because they take it and they don't give it back to us. Um, but they, they've made a lot of money, uh, even in the middle of, of all the, the COVID stuff. Um, they continue to make some money. And, um, so they had their financial briefing, uh, at the end, which ended, um, for their quarter ended at the end of March. Um, so this is not the, the sales like through April or even, you know, the last couple, the last couple of weeks of May. It's, this is, uh, for the term that ended at the end of March. And, uh, sales for the quarter were 2.27 million. Uh, Switch Lite sales for the quarter were 1 million. So both of them tracking pretty good still. Um, overall Switch sales for that quarter was 3.29 million. And so- Switch software sales for the quarter was, uh, 45.59 million. Um, so that puts us the overall switch sales for the fiscal year being 21.03 million. And, um, and lifetime, it puts it up to 55.77 million. And, uh, yeah, 3DS is still selling some. Um, I think in the, in the middle of all this, I mean, that's still the, the go-to system for, for people who can't afford the Switch. Um, there's still a fantastic library out there. It's not selling much, but it's still selling a few. Um, not really quite hitting the million, um, but there's still, you know, been quite, uh, quite a few sold. And, um, yeah, some other details to, to hit is that, um, because of COVID-19, we talked about this on previous uh, episodes as well, that uh, certain uh, Joy-Con controllers or the um, Ring Fit Adventure, um, some of those have, have delays because uh, of uh, all the production stuff and, and shipping and everything. So in spite of those things happening, they've actually exceeded last year's good results and in terms of volume, the hardware sales for the fiscal year totaled 21.303 million units, um, which is a 24% increase year over year. So they still, in the middle of all this going on, they still had a 24% increase year over year and a 42% increase on the software sales uh, year over year. So they're still making a lot of money and especially in Animal Crossing. Uh, Animal Crossing uh, has now surpassed 13 Point four one million units sold. Let me say it again. Thirteen point four one in the first six weeks of the game being out. Thirteen point four one. Both Wild World and New Leaf 
came nowhere close to that. <laughs> like this is, I think we've talked about it before, the perfect COVID-19 quarantine game. <laughs> like it's, it's made for this time and just they struck gold in the timing um, of it and you know, horrible things going on in the world. But Nintendo timed Animal Crossing New Horizons just perfectly during this time. I think honestly, it'd probably sell even more if people could get switches. Like the the by switch units being hard to find in stores, um, that's probably the only thing that's limited that game from selling twenty million or twenty five million. Um, and so I, I think that it's got a long life ahead of it. Um, but uh, we also found out some upcoming games, um, some other uh, you know games that have come out. We know that that Pokemon Sword and Shield has surpassed 17 million, um, and they're at 17.37 million. Um, and then um, Mario Kart 8 uh, Deluxe is uh, 8.08 million as well. So great, great numbers from a lot of stuff. And, and like I said, we did find out some games that are going to be coming out uh, in the near future. But uh, the real news, as Barry and I were talking before we started recording, the real news here is that uh, it's nothing that we don't know already. Um, in fact, uh, everything that they, they clarified, hey, we have some games coming out. They're games that we already know about and, and nothing new there. Um, so, yeah, I'd love, like, I just threw out a lot of information. Let's chat about this stuff. Uh, so let's, let's go to you first, Greg. What are your thoughts about, uh, all this, this financial briefing stuff and, uh, and what you get, what you've been seeing? It's really good to see that they're in a good financial position. Like just, just seeing like the Animal Crossing being such a huge hit and selling a lot. That's just been very incredible. So like it even passed like the lifetime sales of like the um, new leaf and the one on the DS. So that's pretty incredible that like in the first six weeks it passed the lifetime sales on those two consoles. So that that's definitely a feat that's to be celebrated. And I know a lot of it is basically due to how like the new leaf was kind of around for such a long time. And then the Wii U didn't get an accurate version of the game. And that's where fans really came in like with angry pitchforks and like, hey, what, don't give us this happy home designer and party games and stuff. Like, Just give us another mainline game. And now they delivered it, and it's proven to be a very powerful device. So hopefully they'll use that to rejuvenate it and make like a new one or keep expanding the new one, like this one or whatever. So that should definitely be good for the future of uh, Nintendo platforms, I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Barry, what do you think about all this? Ah, it's incredible. Uh, and you talk about how Animal Crossing has dwarfed, you know, both Wild World and New Leaf. Um, for me, I, I kind of look at it as another graph. Instead of showing it against, you know, Wild World or, or New Leaf, show it against Wii U. And Animal Crossing alone is just about to cl- eclipse Wii U's lifetime sales. <laughs> like... Well, then you put it into perspective uh-huh. like that, you realize just how much of a failure that system was. Yeah. Like, that is that is really incredible. Right. Right. But no, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, Nintendo, like you said, if, if there were Switches on the shelf, uh, it would be selling more. And that's the staggering thing. We, we don't know how how much it truly would sell. And at the same time, if, if COVID quarantine wasn't going on, it would have sold well, but would it have sold as well as it is doing? Um, that that is really something that uh, we have to 
to question. And uh, yeah, it's, it's all good news in regards to that. In regards to their upcoming forecast, uh, I think it's abysmal. Mm-hmm. And, and even though Xenoblade Chronicles is there and I am beyond hype for that game, um, we knew about it at the end of la- what, September last year, right? Yeah, that was the September Direct end there. We've known about it for over half a year, mm-hmm. you know, and we know nothing else. Clubhouse Games coming out, some DLC. Even that might be delayed. I mean, Smash DLC was on that chart, but Sakurai said that, you know, it was going to be probably delayed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so uh, what, what's coming up from Nintendo? Uh, not much. Yeah. Uh, there's some third-party stuff, but really Nintendo doesn't have a lot. And I know that there's been delays, and I know there's been you know stuff regarding quarantine, and I know they haven't really shown it uh, direct. And the rumor is now the E3 direct is going to be delayed. Uh, this, 2020 could honestly, or year four really, because let's be honest, uh, year year four started in March, mm-hmm. March third. Year four is going to be the worst year for Switch, hands yeah. down, uh, just in terms of game software, not necessarily in sales. But in terms of you know, games released, it's going to be the worst. Yeah. Well, and and yeah, like it was already kind of shaping up to be a weird year anyhow. And then all of a sudden, and then all this this virus stuff happens and just slows everything down. Um, and, you know, we have, you know, things on the, the list like Bayonetta 3 and Metroid Prime 4 and the sequel to, you know, uh, of uh, Breath of the Wild, like things that that we still don't have any information on at all, and and I know that like it's difficult to have that information when we're in the middle of this pandemic and everything, but it's it's like it's weird to be, I guess, in this place. Um, and but at the same time, like from a company standpoint, like hey, they're still selling thirteen over thirteen million copies of Animal Crossing, so should they be worried? I don't, I don't know. I mean, us as, as players like that, that's unfortunate, but we still have plenty of games to play. We, they're still, they're making money hand over fist. And, uh, and, and I think probably it's actually helped them that all of a sudden it's, it's difficult to get a Nintendo switch again. All of a sudden they're in high demand and that's going to only drive up, you know, more money and and more demand and, and continue that on for them. So I don't know. For me, I, like it's it's a bummer for for a fan and for a gamer, but but I don't know if Nintendo is even worried right now, or if they have any See, reason I think to be they worried. Should be worried. Yeah, and I, I absolutely think they should. One, the scarcity that's happening is is a false scarcity. Mm. It's it's scarce because not enough units out. If they were making them at a hundred percent capacity and selling out like they were with the Wii back then, that's real desire. But when they're making it at whatever, what maybe twenty percent capacity, I don't know the exact percentage, and they're selling out. That's would it be selling out if it was running at a hundred percent? Two, this is also during a pandemic. That is clearly fueling it. Three, you know, if you look at the horizon, of which we know virtually nothing coming from Nintendo. On the other hand, we know the PS5 and the Xbox X are coming. We know they're coming. Whether they're delayed into 2021, we don't know, but we know they're coming. So, yeah, I would be worried because if you have nothing to show for it and your two competitors, whether you want to count them as or not, are bringing out their next-gen systems and you're, you have nothing to show for it. I mean, 
that, yeah, that, that's going to take your sales. There are people who will be like, what do I want for Christmas, you know, or, or Hanukkah or whatever, uh, a PS5 or a Switch or an Xbox One Series X or, or Switch. And they very well might go, well, I want to see the PS5. I want the, the Xbox One Sex. So mm-hmm. really, you need to think about this from that perspective. And uh, yeah, I would be worried unless you can bring, you know, your, your stuff to the table. Even if, even if somehow they miraculously get Breath of the Wild 2 out this year and to compete, which was one of my predictions. Obviously, COVID is a complication none of us saw. Is that enough? I don't know. Well, I mean, with them being pushed back too, uh, I'd love to hear what you were you thinking, Greg. Like, it is like, do you yeah. think that's mm-hmm. do you think that it, this is an issue, a strong issue that Nintendo needs to be concerned about, or by by Xbox and and PlayStation have to push their stuff back? We're really kind of just they're in the same same position. Yeah, I was kind of thinking it was more of the same position. I don't think COVID's unique to like affecting Nintendo more so than like Sony. I'm sure it's been very troublesome on, on Sony, and if they're probably have to have their consoles created and all like assembled and everything, I mean, they're going to be making much less. I mean, they could easily still launch it this year and meet that target, but there's not going to be tons of numbers, and like those things are going to be very rare and if they do end up releasing with minimal amount and the secondhand market's going to explode all over that, if that's the case. Mm -hmm. So um, pretty much, I would think that they're kind of just in an equal footing. I don't think that there's Sony or Xbox has more of an advantage over Nintendo. Just, I think that COVID would probably be affecting both of them pretty equally in terms of producing their newer consoles or or new games, even because I know, like, even in the investor report, they were saying how it was a lot of employees are getting used to like working from home. So it's like, obviously, that's still would affect Sony since they're primarily in, like home bases in Japan as well. So, oh yeah, no, no, you're you're absolutely right. And and if you look at Sony's release list, um, it's Last of Us and and uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Like, there's there's nothing, and they're holding everything back for the PS5. Uh, but they're also not saying anything. They're not showing anything. So we don't know. I mean, uh, Microsoft is, is doing the polar opposite, though. Microsoft has come out and said, we're going to give you uh, news. We're going to give you a big presentation every month, once a month, for the rest of 2020. Like, that was awesome. I applauded them for that because that, that is great. That is letting us know what's going on. And I may not be the biggest Xbox fan. But I will definitely applaud any game company wanting to deliver information to their fans on a routine you know, basis. Mm-hmm. Not these, are we going to get a Nintendo Direct? Let's bring out the chart. And Well, we've had one in May before, but it only happened one point, you know, once every like 3.5 years. <laughs> so is it that time now? Let's mm-hmm. get all the conspiracy. Like, no, like, just give us what we can expect. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why but I think even on previous podcasts I've been saying Nintendo really should still be showing these directs of whatever else is supposed to be upcoming. I mean, there's no harm in saying like, oh, we're making a, a brand new Mario game like Mario Odyssey 2 and we wanted to launch this year for their anniversary, but instead oh, it might be pushed back to 2021 due to... Like development time need like additional development time needed to wrap it up, but at least to know that it's in the works is 
something that can drive hype for the system and that can further drive sales. So I fully agree that they should be more communicative and let us know what's coming up. Although, you know, you say there's no harm in it, but the internet will find harm in that. We're like, oh, well, they just showed us something. (laughs) So, um, but I think, but what we've said on previous shows as well, um, I think the, the big thing that, that we're seeing is, is the, and, and we're seeing it both from, from Sony and from Nintendo. And we're not seeing the, we're seeing the opposite from Microsoft, as you said, Barry, because, because of, I think of the, the, the home locations of those companies um, that I think it's, it's affecting Japan differently than it's affecting America and where Americans are like, yeah, let's work from home. I don't really care about that. Um, but Japan, in Japan, that's a very new thing and a weird thing. And so they're having to adjust to that, I think in a big way. And, um, and that's unfortunately, you know, the company that, that we choose to be a huge fan of, uh, is the one that's based in Japan. And so we're, yeah. we're having to, you know, um, you know, go through that, that change with them. Yeah, Sakurai said, like, the workers for Smash are now all at home. Some people either have the ability to work with the equipment, but they're, like, they're so small of apartments that they're right on top of, like, their wives and children, so they really can't get as much work done. Other people don't even have enough room for the equipment in their, mm-hmm. their uh, you know, homes. So it, it is creating complications over there. As for Microsoft, I'm not sure their total situation, but they are based in Washington, and Washington is one of the epicenters of this. So, you know, I'm sure I'm sure they're more equipped to work from home, but you know, I'm not going to say they're not affected by it because I'm sure they are. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, let's see. There's lots of stuff going on in the chat. I want to make sure that it's uh, that we get that. <laughs> uh, Basement dwellers still running during about Amiibo Festival too. Um, he's, he's wondering about that. Maybe that's what we're going to get during this time. Uh, <laughs> I'm reading a lot into his comment. Um, let's see. Um, Jared says he's worried that they'll, that Nintendo is going to use the pandemic as a reasoning for lack of software. Definitely could yeah. happen. I mean, if they're already, we were already thinking they have a lack of software. Now they have, you know, an excuse to use. It's a very incredibly valid excuse, but they, they may fall back on that now. Um, let's see. And you know, th- yeah, there's some people, you know, c- questioning, um, did, did talk, did, uh, did Barry say what I think he said the X about the Xbox? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, look, you know, Nintendo is known for making really crappy <laughs> names for their system. Microsoft honestly set themselves up for that's it. Very you true. know, that, that, that's just the abbreviation. I can't, I can't help it. Yeah. They, they made it themselves. It's very true. And uh, marketing 101, catchy name, <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, marketing. In, in any, uh, what's the what's it saying? Any marketing is is good marketing, so or any publicity is good publicity. So, hey, you know, what? it's it's grabbing people, so uh, so yeah. And uh, Dave's confirming, yeah, majority of Nintendo's first and second party games that are developed in Japan, um, which is is why I think we're, we're seeing a big um effect of you know from from this virus stuff everything because that's that's a, a big number of the games that we love to play are going to come out of that out of that company or that country and they're really having a hard time adjusting to all this and um and we may not see a lot of stuff really pick up until we are on the other side of of all this um good thing is like i said we have plenty of games to play that are already out there so 
know, these are these are definitely uh, first world problems that we have right now, uh, for sure. To put things in perspective, and uh, and clearly, there's there's a ton of content because that's one of the things that uh, Nintendo did make sure that they said was that they're going to keep popping out um, more content for Animal Crossing, um, for Pokemon, for uh, Smash, for um, a couple other games. They're going to keep you know, turning out the DLC and, and things like that updates and everything. So that's good. Like in the middle of, of all this, we're still going to continue to see more and more content that's coming our way. Um, yeah, yeah. So you guys have any thoughts, uh, further thoughts about the financial briefing before we move on to uh, just, a, just a small little hack on Nintendo side. Yeah. I'm good. Cool. That was good. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, a couple weeks ago, we talked about Nintendo being hacked and like 160,000 Nintendo IDs uh, being kind of released and they found out information. Um, well, it looks like Nintendo has also uh, been hacked in terms of a, a giant um, uh, server level kind of hack because a bunch of source code has been uh, released and basically stolen. Um, and then put out on the internet for all to see and use. Um, so source code for Nintendo 64, uh, source code for GameCube, and the Wii. So uh, yeah, a bunch of stuff, bunch of internal documents um, that were were you know seen and stolen and everything. Uh, we found out you know reasons that why they chose to use friend codes, um, for instance, because they had a whole presentation document in, in these files that we people were able to see, for instance, um, things like that, that, you know, actually, like I looked through it and, and it sounds like Nintendo, but it also wasn't. I mean, not, I don't think any of this, at least from the things that I've seen, were like revelation kind of stuff, level of stuff. Like these are these are systems that have been out for, for years now. Um, of the the source code that has been stolen, uh, a lot of them have been turned into emulators, and we've been able to get you know all those games available online. Nintendo has since went after them um, for good reason um, because it is illegal what they've been doing. Um, but they went after all those uh, those people who have been you know putting all the source code online and and making emulators and and uh, and stuff like that online. But uh, yeah, what do you guys think about uh, this this hack? Um, all the, the stolen code and everything, uh, is it something that, that Nintendo should be concerned about or you know, like, Hey, this sort of thing happens and those systems are old now, no big deal. What do you think, Greg? I definitely think it's kind of like concerning. I mean, that's their company um, property and it's not meant to be, uh, displayed like publicly. So like really hope they are able to reprimand, like get like, they're, I don't know. I I guess they can sue. I guess the people that have like posted it up, but I don't know if that's how they really go about doing that. But that's certainly a very concerning issue on their hands that they definitely need to be addressing. And hopefully they'll look into better some better security methods so that like, doesn't happen to <laughs> get, like the Switch stuff and like 3ds and yeah. So yeah, yeah it's. I mean, I did look at the friend code thing, and that kind of does make sense. And it sounded very like Nintendo-ish, and like how they didn't—they they thought people would be upset if like their comment, like their username, would already be taken or yeah. something. And it was like going against like their company principles, which was very interesting to see. Yeah. But, yeah. Or like having somebody like 
not want to be like friends with other like people like very easily and like yeah it's definitely very nintendo to be like have that in there Mm -hmm. yeah for sure barrier i'm wondering uh do you think nintendo needs to be concerned about security i mean that this is two pretty big hacks in uh in a span of a month (laughs) i think that's the biggest takeaway is that they had they had a breach they had two breaches and uh you know, the first one was concerning for the customers, and this one's more concerning for them. Um, that is that needs to be addressed, and that right there is the biggest deal. As for like the source code, you know, I'm not an emulation guy, but it's one of those things where, when it comes to video game preservation, I'm 100% for it. And there are some games that, you know, have gotten pricey, very pricey you know, are not readily available and people may want to experience them, you know, and, and this, you know, the emulators exist for these systems, especially like the, the GameCube and the, you know, the Dolphin emulator for Wii and GameCube and then the N64 and all that. But now it's going to be a little more perfected. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to have less janks. Now we're going to have, you know, smoother gameplay and, and closer to the real thing. And, you know, uh, if Nintendo was making money on N64 and 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 GameCube and Wii, that would be a bigger deal. And yes, maybe there's an N64 classic coming, but I'm not holding my breath. And I assure you, the N64 classic, if it ever does come out, isn't going to have the expensive games. Isn't going to have like Sculptor's Cut. Isn't going to have you know uh, Super Bowling. Mm-hmm. Isn't going to have <clears throat> you know anything like that. Uh, Beast Wars or or uh, Bomberman Second Attack and stuff like that. They're not going to be there unless, you know, I'm, I'm completely in the wrong, in which case, awesome. I'm glad they're there. So I'm, I'm upset that they had to take them this way. As long as people use them for good, then, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter how I feel. Um, once something's on the Internet, it's there forever. That's, that's just a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, so Nintendo can go after 500 people, and there's going to be a 501st that's going to say, I'll do it. So I just want to see some good from it. Like if, if people can use the source code to make some like really good homebrew N64 games or homebrew hmm. you know, Wii titles that run well or, you know, cool, let's see it. Uh, but those systems are long gone. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, I don't, I don't think Nintendo wants to even – you know, reference the Wii anymore after the Wii U failure. Mm. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, great. I, I'm. That's it's a great point, Barry. Because like, what what are the benefits? I guess that could come out of something like this. Greg, do you need any thoughts about around that? Like, what what are some good things that could come out of it? Because I, I clearly Nintendo needs to step up their security, and and they shouldn't be allowing this stuff to get accessed. But what are some potential? Um, benefits of of stuff like this happening well i mean as barry was kind of saying like the emulation side of it gets a kick out of it but i mean i don't know that's kind of also like some of their trade secrets and stuff like that so it can another company can take like the source code and make like whatever a mini n64 or something and be able to make a product out of it i mean that's benefits us the consumers but obviously hurts nintendo and that's completely illegal for them to even probably sell something like that but mm-hmm. they cannot stop somebody that just had access to it and was able to download it and 
like as Barry said, there's always gonna be a 501st, five, like a 502nd. Like it's, we'll just keep going on and till the end of time, pretty much. So, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, what you were saying with the security, that's gonna be like the main thing that that's really gonna come out of it. Or they'll get more, they'll figure out how to improve their server security and stuff. And that's the most probably the most important thing. So, probably this doesn't happen again, especially for like user accounts where Nintendo IDs and stuff were hacked out. So. Yeah. Yeah. It, Jakester says, uh, as, as if all those Nintendo servers weren't bad enough already. <laughs> now we're, now we're seeing they're not very secure as well. Um, which is, is incredibly important for them to, to get at. Um, you guys know, uh, very well, um, that I love to kind of go to speculation town and where my, my idea, my thought goes like, what if, and it's not going to happen. But what if Nintendo actually said, like, you know, after our systems hit hit a certain age, we're going to release all this to the public anyhow. Barry, how would you feel about that? Nintendo said, you know what? It's all yours. You don't have to worry about hacking us. Here's all the source (laughs) code for the SNES anyhow. Have it make make your stuff at will. (laughs) Oh, man, that's totally not going to happen. (laughs) Not at all. On the off chance that that miraculously <laughs> happens, um, I think that'd be good. I think, uh, you know, it, it's proven time and time again that the preservation side of this hobby, of this business, is passionate and caring and, you know, loves to make sure that things aren't lost to the, you know, sands of time. Which is one of the reasons I'm so against digital, because I don't want games to be lost that way. You know, I want games to always be able to be played in some capacity. And it's why when when a lost relic is found, a prototype or a you know a game that was just never released but completed, the first thing people do is let's dump the ROM. Let's and then you know that person may have a holy grail, but at least they'll send you know sell the ROM out and. And other people can at least experience it and enjoy it. And that's the best part of this community. And that's where I think those real content creators, not the, hey, I want to play this. I'm going to download an emulation. Look, I'm helping. No, like the people who are really going out there, the nitty gritty developing for this, you know, learning ins and outs of these systems. Those are the ones that are going to, uh, to really benefit. And, and even having that documentation you know, just being able to have that on file because these systems are in the past. These systems are done. Um, but so much of it remains a mystery. And now we can have more information about these systems and how they work. And uh, who mm-hmm. knows? You know, could could the, the secrets of the N64 or GameCube be used against Nintendo in some shape or form yeah, by a competitor? Maybe. But what, you know... Really, I don't think Sony or Microsoft, their biggest competitors, really care about that. They're they're doing their own thing. So yeah, yeah, it's it's been interesting too. Like I know, like a few years ago, when when Apple was forced to um, make their secrets known when they got in a certain court case, um, and all of a sudden we started seeing internal documents that were never ever you know meant to be seen by public, and I think they they were concerned, but it actually. <laughs> In a way, it kind of made, um, and these are current products and, and future products, so it's a little different. Um, but by more companies seeing them, actually put the 
like them in a place where they had to compete because all of a sudden now the competitors know what they're up to and they've got to overcome those, those things, which actually probably made, I mean, who knows, but it probably made for them to, to be a better, you know, make a better product in the end. So, Oh no, Nintendo secrets got out. Maybe it's actually going to make a better product in the end, uh, in a way. Um, but I'm interested too, like the, like how could they actually do this well or, or do something well with it? Because, because you you say it all the time, Barry. Like the digital games and preservations of those games, like that's that's rough. I mean, like all of a sudden they they shut down the 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 eShop for for Wii. Like you can't access those games anymore. Well, maybe you can now because they've been they've been stolen technically. But I mean, what if they were actually they made those available in another way that um, that could still preserve those games? that people didn't have to steal them, but could access them in a way to keep their, their, their life still there long after maybe the eShop closes down. That would be awesome. But I mean, how many, how many games when, when the Nintendo shut down the Wii services, how many games were lost to the void? How many were just instantly lost? And if you didn't have them downloaded already gone, there's quite a few Mm -hmm. and quite a few great ones. And that have never been ported again. And I mean, you you look at you look at titles like Panzer Dragoon Saga, phenomenal game, very expensive. Why? Came out at the end of the Saturn life cycle. There was very few shipments in America. If if maybe two, if lucky. And now there's very few copies out there. Mm. People want to have that game. People want to play the game. It's a great game. And it was never ported. Supposedly the source code was lost. So the only way to play that game is with the Saturn, with that copy. Now you can play the Japanese one, but it's an RPG. And if you can't read Japanese, you're not going to do very well. So if you want to play it in English, you got to get an English copy. And that's going to cost you. And that's just why. Uh-huh. But even with that scenario, there is a set amount of money you can throw at somebody to play that game. There is no amount of money you can throw at somebody to play these Wii download games unless that person happened to have it and they're selling you their Wii. Um, if they didn't happen to download it and they, you know, you don't have to buy a whole system for it, uh, you can't buy it. You know, you can walk up to Konami right now and go, "Here's a billion dollars for you know Castlevania Rebirth and Contra Rebirth and 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 Gradius Rebirth and oh wait, a billion dollars can't buy it," and that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Greg, uh, do you think uh, think Nintendo's got some serious issues here? Or? Yeah, I mean, it would be really nice if like they didn't have to shut down the stores. But obviously, as Barry was saying, I mean, <laughs> I basically agree. I mean, there should be no real reason that those can't be ported over to newer consoles to where the actual. Um, can actually play them and everything so everything can keep moving forward i think that's usually the more digital world that people are more imagining but companies want to keep charging an arm and a leg again and again and that includes nintendo i mean we had the virtual council then like oh if you want to move it to the wii u you gotta give us some more money and like oh you want to move to the 3ds you gotta buy it again like you don't even get a discount so <laughs> it's like i mean people obviously <laughs> like aired their frustrations. Like, I don't want to have to buy the same game like 10 times. Like sure. Mario one was great to have. And then it's like, how many more times do I have to buy it? I mean, yeah, that's very true. 
I guess we'll uh, we'll see. As Jakester says, uh, he thinks that uh, Nintendo is just going to get out their famous cease and desist letters and get them ready and start sending them out and seeing what happens. Um, yeah, I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna you know use um, you know lawsuits if they have to, but they'll they'll probably go to those those first and you know start taking take taking people out. And I and I bet like during this time, like people are probably getting away with a little more than they normally would, <laughs> just because it's it's a little little tougher to, to track those people down given our current situation but nintendo will stay after them i mean they've been in lawsuits for Wii patents for like 20 well not 20 years but it, feel, it feels like 20 years sometimes and then all of a sudden like we'll get an email and they're like oh look nintendo won their patent lawsuit was like from 20 you know 2005 i'm like wait what they're still in that thing <laughs> so they'll they'll go after people if they need to uh for sure but yeah, I think uh, I think they should use some of this extra money to um, beef up their servers and the the um, uh, security on all those servers for sure. Yeah, I'm hopeful it'll make the online gaming experience better overall <laughs> if they're having to update them and actually like make them better. So that's true. Yeah. Hopefully, that translates to a better online experience to make it Nintendo Online a little bit more worth the price. <laughs> that's true. Uh, they're getting a lot of money off of us, even in the middle of all this. So they got to use it wisely. Um, I'm just kind of glancing over some other uh, news stories. Um, yeah, it looks like uh, that's, you know, parts are still down. We're, we're seeing all that, um, you know, supplies are in, in trouble and things like that. Um, I Have you guys, I don't know if, if you've actually been in stores at all or anything. Do you, have you guys heard of any place having Nintendo Switches in stock at all. Like maybe there's someone that's listening out there and like we have some, you know, hot take on where they can find a Switch. <laughs> like, have you guys been able to see them at all in in community or online or anything? Not really. To be honest, no. I haven't... My, I was gonna, my, neighbor, my neighbor was looking for one for her son and she wound up getting a light because she could not find the regular. No one knew. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I haven't really been looking for them, so like, I couldn't tell you if they were around or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do know when I did grab like Animal Crossing, like a few days after it came out, it was kind like, of one of those big displays, and there weren't too many left on the display at the time. But mm. yeah, yeah. So I think that's an that's another reason. Join our Discord. That way, you can help each other out. So, for instance, if there's a guy that uh, or a girl that you know that like, hey, is looking for one, maybe there's some people in our Discord. Uh, Roth is one that just got his his switch recently. So maybe maybe Roth knows where to find more switches, or maybe he was you know he got his maybe one of those high price hikes. Because um, <laughs> I what are they going for like seven hundred dollars now online? I don't know. It's it's ridiculous. I haven't looked, but that's <laughs> disgusting. It's it's crazy, uh, for sure. Um, before we, before you, uh, jump into what we're going to be playing over the next couple weeks, um, I'd love to, cause at this point in, in the calendar year, we're, we're typically kind of getting a little bit into, uh, expectations for E3 at this point. Um, and, and I, j that just hit me, uh, right before we went live, it was like, oh man, we're usually talking about E3, like in full effect yeah. at this point, talking about predictions episode pretty soon and all our expectations, going to be a weird e3 this year um what do you what do you have to say what are your thoughts about uh e3 this year um before we wrap up i mean we don't have much in the terms of predictions uh but but we know that nintendo is not 
probably not going to do their direct thing this year. So many other companies, some companies are still doing some stuff, some that's not all, all that's going online. What, what do you, what do you think about this, Barry? Breaks my heart. I didn't think about that until you just said it. And I'm like looking at the clock and or the calendar. I'm like, next episode would probably be the predictions. Mm-hmm. And the one after that would probably be E3 episode. Oh my God. And here we are talking about how silent Nintendo has been. <laughs> and it's just, <laughs> oh man, this it, is just a weird year. Like, I know uh, Jeff Keighley is doing the Summer of Games. So we'll see how, if Nintendo partakes at all in that. Uh, I do know some. Uh, companies are still doing their E3 uh, presentation digitally. I know, like Limited Run Games is still doing theirs. So I'll have some things to look forward to. But E3 is like a second Christmas, mm-hmm. and, and like that Nintendo Direct is so. I mean, we do our reactions to it, and it's just going to feel so empty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What a depressed. Thanks. You just made me depressed. Sorry. Sorry. Well, and to, and to top it <laughs> off, uh, that our our 200th episode would happen right around that time as well. Yeah. Just oh like God. I was like, oh yeah, it'd be cool to celebrate E3's big time of, of gaming, and I'll, I'll no, not not anymore. We're gonna have to come up with another plan. Um, but but good good thing is, like you said, Jeff Keeley's got our backs. So he's he heard our uh, predictions and our thoughts uh, a couple episodes ago. And uh, how we were talking about it, it'd be cool to uh, to have Jeff Keeley, you know, swoop in and come to the rescue. And and lo and behold, that's what he seems to have done. Uh, what do you think about that, Greg? <laughs> like that Jeff Keeley is doing his own thing, like as only Jeff Keeley can. It looks like he's got some other people he's talking to. So we'll just so, we'll just sit here and act like uh, we don't ignore. <laughs> <him. laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, I was trying to choose trying to talk to him in the room while you were <laughs> discussing that. But yeah, it's definitely going to be a sad kind of time. I mean, I always look forward to seeing the games, and it was even kind of disheartening to see that they Nintendo wasn't even even have anything. So, like, it's already been, I think it was partially confirmed or whatever, I don't know, but it kind of sounded like Nintendo wasn't even have anything, and that's where it's really sad, because it's like, when is it going to be coming? Because, like... We really don't know any games that are coming out after like Xenoblade and the Club Fifty One games. So right, right, which are which are solid games and and have tons of you know content there that will keep us playing for a long time. But still, it'd be nice to will uh, it will they keep you playing? Hey, Torn is be playing. Torn has, <laughs> Torn has kept me uh, busy for a really long time. <laughs> you know. You can't throw half-ass things out and expect to not be called out on it. Oh, you know I yeah. Um, so yeah, um, but it'd be it'd be really yeah. It's going to be really interesting over the next couple months. Just like certain things like that 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 we kind of look forward to in the in the gaming community and and uh, just not being there. It's a I've said this many many times, and I'm sure sure you've all said it on your own. 20,000 times over the last few weeks. It is a weird time that we are in for sure. Um, but uh, the good thing is we're all, we're all safe and healthy and, and, and all those things. Again, all these, these lack of games is definitely a first world problem for sure. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a weird time for sure. <laughs> <James> <laughs> <Jerry>. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> That's funny. See? So uh, no, it has, it's kept me busy for a really, really long time. Uh, even thinking about it, it keeps me, Keeps me keeps me busy. Uh, 
Uh, so let's let's uh, talk about what we're looking forward to over the next couple of weeks, because at least we do know what we're going to get over the next couple of weeks. We may not know what the, the rest of the year really looks like, but we do know at least uh, what games have been confirmed for the next couple of weeks. Um, but uh, before before we jump into that, I do want to, again, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, if you take this opportunity now to hit that like button, hit the, the subscribe button, hit the bell on YouTube. Um, and if you're listening after the fact, you can still do all that. Uh, leave us a comment, anything that we've talked about tonight. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Join our Discord. Um, all those things would be great. But uh, let's let's look over what uh, what kind of games we got over the next uh, couple weeks. Um, you know, there's there's some... There's some good stuff on here, like um, like Stone and uh, Jet Lancer and um, um, Zinge. Really looking forward to Zinge. Zinge is on sale for $1.39 right now. So um, get that. It comes out in a couple days. Uh, Super Mega Baseball 3. I played the first two. They're really fun. Um, yeah. Uh, roulette comes out, but also like the, the, the other game comes out soon. So you may just want to stay away from that one. Um, yeah, Colot, uh, cooking simulator comes out on May 14th as well. Actually, there's a ton of games that come out this week on May 14th and May 15th. Um, oh, I know you guys would be really excited about piano. Piano comes out for $9.99 on uh, May 15th. Uh, Golf with Friends, Thy Sword, Cannibal Cuisine. Saw that come through an email not too long ago, Cannibal Cuisine. Oh, wait a second. A little game called uh, The Wonderful 101 Remastered. It's supposed to come out on May 19th. That may interest some of you. Um, and then, oh, Ninjala. The, the official final version of Ninjala comes out on May 27th. Um, what the Golf. I was a big fan. A lot of people are big fans of uh, the Apple version on iOS. Um, but uh, that's about it until the next show. So there's some other games, you know, like some little little couple little games like Bioshock Infinite and Bioshock the Collection, you know, Borderlands, XCOM 2, you know, little games that no one cares about like Xenoblade Chronicles, you know, Definitive Edition. But those are the end of the month. Like over the next couple weeks, I mean, I, I've just highlighted so many great games that are coming out over the next couple weeks which ones are you guys excited about greg uh anything that you guys that you really actually are excited about over the next couple couple weeks um <laughs> looking through the list i didn't really see too much um it was like a game called dice sword that comes out on the 15th that seems kind of interesting it kind of looks like a what game was it? I'm trying to think of it. I mean, I guess it's like a smaller version of like Hollow Knight or something. It kind of looked like you were just kind of like walked around and kind of defeated some enemies and did some platforming and mm -hmm. stuff like that. I don't know if how if it's a Metrovania or not, but not um, exactly. Kind of I think it's it's a little bit RPG, um, a little bit, but it's a platformer, like side-scrolling platformer sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, this looks like, yeah. I I know Hollow Knight was probably a bad example. I still trying to think of the game in my head as mm -hmm. I go through all that, but that was the only one that really stuck out to me. Um, I didn't really... The one for 101 was the biggest disappointment I had on the Wii U, because I thought I'd really like it. I was most excited for it, and when I had it there, I didn't really like the gameplay style of it, so be a hard pass on that one, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Basement Dweller says SpongeBob is his highlight for the rest of the year um, of the games that have been announced, at least. And apparently it has a $300 special edition. So that's exciting. Um, is he being this SpongeBob has his $300 special edition? <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's that's amazing. Uh, all right. So, uh, Barry, anything that that really grabbed you from for the next couple of weeks? I, I know you're Believe you got some big stuff exci- that you're excited about at the end of the month. But yes, yeah. Believe it or not, uh, yeah, one of the games you mentioned there, Stone, uh, is actually the the uh, next Playcast game, which I actually already have it downloaded. Uh, so my goal is to actually start it tomorrow. <laughs> uh, Animal Crossing has kept me from from starting it, but uh, yeah, I'll I'll see how it is, and nice. <laughs> you could, you'll be able to yeah. to hear my responses in a few days, or and I'll I'll talk about it next podcast as well. Well, you get to walk around as a koala, so yeah, you know, a, yeah, a, draw, a high koala. Oh, a high koala. He's a nicely dressed koala. Yeah, yeah. it's like a noir game or something yeah. like that. And you're a high koala. <laughs> So I guess I'm going to find out. One of my co-hosts called it a walking simulator. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see how it is. I'll let you know. Nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, hopefully we're going to get a chance. To, uh, Barry and I are going to be playing some uh, Save Your Nuts at some point yes. soon. Hopefully we'll actually do uh, some some streaming, some first impressions of that. Um, but yeah, as I, I look over the list, I mean, I, I do like the idea of the Wonderful 101 coming. I don't know if I'm going to get it right away. Um, it might be something that I may pick up later, but um, yeah, there's really not a whole lot other than other than maybe what the golf, um, and that comes out on the 21st. I, I've heard so many good things, and I've been this close to signing up for the free <laughs> Apple Arcade thing for a month just so I could play what the golf. But if it's coming to uh, to Switch, maybe I'll just get it on there, and I don't have to worry about a subscription, and I can just play it anytime I want. Um, but I've heard it's a pretty fun game. Um, I have the other version of Ninjala. I just haven't played it yet. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try that out first before I ever think about getting the the final you know, version of it. But, well, it's a, it's an exciting cup, next couple of weeks for sure. <laughs> um, yes, you know, absolutely. Maybe Nintendo is going to get hacked again before the next episode. <laughs> we have <laughs> something to talk about because it won't be E3 predictions. That's crazy. Uh, but, uh, guys, I thank you so much for, for tuning in tonight and, and being a part of the live recording with us. Uh, we loved interacting with you guys throughout the, throughout the, the podcast in the chat room. Um, and, and maybe I'll take up Jakester's, uh, Jakester's, uh, request to, to stream myself finishing Torna. Maybe, yes. maybe the Nintendo Fuse community needs to see me. Yes. Although, do you really want to see me just grind on a whole bunch of side quests? for hours yes. that's that's what i want to know maybe yeah, maybe you could help me out because that's the problem i've got stuck on a few of them and i need people's help so i don't like keep having to look up what the objective is where i can find that sort of thing maybe that's what i need i need a community to come around me to tell me what to do and i'll just do it so you guys basically play vicariously through me that's that's what's gonna happen <laughs> You're a grown man, Steve. <laughs> and I can make decisions for myself. <laughs> but you can't do simple side quests, apparently. Nope, not when I can. I mean, there, there are some difficult ones, like with the combos and stuff. But you don't have to do those. You don't need to do every side quest. Mm. I think what Steve's asking for you is you to join his live stream, and then maybe he'll just like find a way to like transfer control over to you yes. and then he'll just do the side yes. quest and I'd be like, oh look I'm playing 
basically that's it. If, if Jakester and Barry want to just walk me through it or play it for me. And uh, yeah, and then I, oh, look, I finished Torna. Hmm. <laughs> Jakester said he would. So go ahead. <laughs> All right, sweet. He's calling you out. <laughs> we'll have to schedule some time, Jakester. You can just watch me through, walk me through it and... And we'll, we'll we're gonna we're gonna bang this thing out. It's gonna happen at some point. Maybe good. Maybe maybe soon. Maybe not. Who knows? Maybe maybe like that's a what. Good games coming out these weeks. It's not like I got an E three to like you know focus on and write about a lot. You know, <laughs> maybe I'll just play Torna instead of watching E three presentations. Mm, there you go. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I think that's going to bring us to the end of episode 197. Uh, we get another one coming up on May 26th. If everything goes well, we'll be uh, streaming right here on YouTube uh, for episode 198 on uh, May 26th. Um, but uh, yeah, until then, make sure you do join our Discord. Join us on social media. Um, let us know what you guys think about all this uh, news or lack thereof, um, and throw it in the comments. And uh, and if you have not shared this this podcast with other Nintendo fans, uh, please do that. That's uh, just a huge way for us to kind of find our our way into other people's uh, stream, and you know, hopefully, uh, just build this community, um, which is what we're all about. Just a bunch of Nintendo fans that just love talking about Nintendo and giving each other a hard time, but also uh, just loving uh, playing playing games together and, and talking about them. So thank you guys so much for, for tuning in. Greg and Barry, it's always awesome talking games with you guys. Absolutely. Yeah, so, definitely agree. So, well, until next time, happy gaming. <laughs>